Hi everyone, it's psychic medium John Gurner. Welcome to our podcast, Spirit in the Sky. Today we have a great show with our special guest, Craig Shoemaker. Craig is best known as a stand-up comic. His career in show business has spanned over three decades as a comedian, actor, author, and producer. He has won Emmy Awards as well as the Funniest Male Comic at the American Comedy Awards. Craig has some amazing stories about his career in Hollywood, and not only is the man funny, but he has a lot of psychic ability himself, so sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, welcome, Johnny G. There he is, looking handsome as ever. Hey, guys. Handsome, handsome bastard. And uh, <laughs> we have a great guest today, uh, my new friend, uh, Craig Shoemaker. Uh, Craig is a uh, uh, well, first of all, great guy. I already know that about you. I'm already picking that up about you. So we got a lot to talk about. But uh, Craig is super famous, and he is my new celebrity friend. You are. <laughs> uh, you've won en- Emmys, and uh, you were comedian of the year. Is that right? Yeah, you, all that comedian? stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so. But impressive. that makes me that makes me famous for people our age. <laughs> I know, right? Anyone under twenty five, you go. Who the well, hell? I wanted is that? to talk to you about that too, about you know our age. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that's got to be an interesting thing with uh, being a stand up comic. But um, you're already I, my friend. You're already my friend by pronouncing my name right. I always get. <laughs> I'm with my best friend Craig Schumacher. I'm a big fan the, of Schumacher. The, the Schumacher. The, Right, the you, Schumacher. You, the you Schumacher make shoes. You, you make shoes. You don't mock shoes. Absolutely, unless they're name... unless they're Crocs. Those you can mock. Yes. Now, did you did you actually <laughs> figure out like where your name come from? Did it did it actually yes. come from shoemakers? Yes, it does. Because yes. all those names originated that way, right? That's right. Carpenters yeah. and all that. You know, goldsmith or you know, gold into gold, Absolutely. diamond, all that right. stuff. Of course, from Europe. And uh, yeah, so that's where the Schumacher, but there's no, with me, there's no umlaut. I'm not off the boat from Bavaria. Just a little shoemaker, just a little, well, we, little cobbler. You and I, you and I, I think we have a lot in common. Yeah. So I got to, I got to, I got to well, One of those, one of those things, here's the bummer is we're both intuitives. So now I'm intuiting on you and you're intuiting I know you are. I know you are. And you know what? There's going to be a big old intuitive battle. The giant G's going to be going, whoa, these people are freaking me out. Well, you know, (laughs) he's already told me that about me earlier today before before we got on with you. Um, But I've been getting that, you know, like I think we're in that same kind of vibe, you and I. Yeah. And and by the way, I want to tell you something before we jump into it. When you said to me, I have a reading on you, right? Right. Uh, I have to tell you that my first response was, you know, like, you know, now I realized why people do that with me because I was on the other side of it because I pick up readings on people. And by the way, does this happen to you? They run for the hills when you're really onto them. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And not Run only that, but yeah, I tell people that because uh, I do this, this is what I do for a living. I'm, you know, a, a medium, I'm a psychic medium. Yeah. And um, so I say the same thing to everybody when, because I try to make people feel comfortable, you know, and I say, yeah, you know, I'm John, I don't tell you anything bad. So don't worry about that. And if you have any questions, please jump right in, say the same thing every time. And it's sort of my way of like, opening up the door to the other side, and then they could pop in. And yeah. So um, a lot of times people are like, well, what do you mean? Like, you know, what do you mean about by that? And I said, well, you know, and I went to this house one time and I was talking and this guy was sitting in his couch and uh, his wife had the party and I was there. And I said, you know, it's like, uh, I'm not going to tell you, you know, a house is going to fall and you're anything. I'm trying to think of this obscure thing that, you know, wouldn't relate to anybody. So they wouldn't be afraid. Uh-huh. And he's like, a house just fell on me this week. And I'm like, all right, I can't use that one anymore. So now I go to like, your pet turtle's not going to die this week. You know, something that, you know, something yeah, I mean, be upset about. But so listen, now we have- some people, so To some people also, the truth is a fiend. You you're know, right. If, sure. if, they're, yeah. if they're like a narcissist or borderline personality disorder sure. uh, or even painfully shy, the truth right. is something that they want to avoid. I've seen people and given them the most amazing readings. Right. And I don't hear from them again. Yeah. I mean, they literally, really? I had one recently that we bonded. I have never, literally the lights were flickering. It was yeah. that powerful, something really powerful, like otherworldly, other planetary. Right. And we bonded and then suddenly she just ran away. And, <laughs> and I had another one, I had another one. She said, I talked about her alcoholism and she went away. Now, right. But sure enough, though, that was pretty cool, though, because she ended up telling me I got sober after talking to you. Oh, very cool. But she, but she couldn't sure. admit it at first. She had to go six months down the gotcha. road and she finally admitted it. So, sure. yeah, so now, so when you do, so I didn't know this about you when I asked no. you to, to be on the show. I thought, oh, he's a cool guy. No, I didn't know anything about you. Oh, um, okay. And just the fact that I uh, saw you years ago because um, we worked that same place down the shore the borgata <laughs> no no in wildwood so you oh, used, to, used to do comedy way back. Oh, that's, way back. oh that's that the club casbah yes so you oh, so geez. i i yeah. worked there that was one of my first summer jobs Jeez. and you and i remember you there that's the funny thing so it's uh, yeah, i would well, say like you know those things those people that you meet that stick with you and um you know like you remember meeting them. I think it's significant. And I do remember seeing you on stage and, and all that. And it's, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I still remember uh, Vito, Vito, the owner, his brother yeah. play, played on my first album. Really? His brother, Rick Vito, who was with Fleetwood Mac. He took Lindsey Buckingham's place. He played on my first album. So okay. we used to talk about nice. his brother. Yeah. yeah. Those were the, those were the crazy days. Man, those were, they were the great. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. Those were, know, about, uh, those were uh, cocaine days. Yeah. I, I got You know, I, we, we yeah. got lots to talk about, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. So, um, and, um, but the, but that's the interesting thing. Cause I later found out, you know, that you have this ability as well. So when you say you do readings, mm-hmm. do you actually do them for people, you know, like mm-hmm. just that or, do you kind of incorporate that into your life? I don't incorporate in my life much. I mean, obviously, the instincts are really, they really serve me on right. a comedy stage. When I'm creating, to have this intuitive sense, uh, a keen intuitive sense is very, very important to feel an audience, feel energies. I feel energies. and. Right. And I, I will speak to it a lot of times. Sometimes I'll literally say to the stranger, I go, 
I'm feeling something. Would you mind if I share it with you? Right. You know, I mean, it's come down to that. Yeah. And now I'm starting to see some clients because it's so on point. I feel like the gift needs to be shared. And so that's what I'm doing. But it freaks people out. You know, I can't say the word psychic, medium, whatever it is. And right. they do the, and they do the uh, who's going to win the World Series and you know, all that or, stuff. Or lottery people, numbers. I love yeah, that. One. Yeah, yeah. People like, don't oh, have an understanding of what. Lottery numbers. Yeah. yeah they don't understand. Exactly. It's an energy reading. But I see into people's pasts a lot. And I, and yeah, I've had three recent ones with clients that it's really specific. And that's when I know, whoa, whoa, right. uh, this is a big, this is a gift from the big G. He wants me to assist people, you know, in listening to this guidance and I work with them and uh, I have two that are really present though. They're really into it. So they keep showing up, but the others run away. I mean, they really right. can't, they can't take the truth of, uh, it's an exposing. I'll ask for permission. I make sure that they're safe and comfortable. Right. And I, I, I ask that they don't say no, that they say that's not my experience because many times that right. is the case. It's just not their experience, but it's not in yeah. their realm of thinking. So I yeah, say at that moment and many times, by the way, it turns out when you dig deeper, it was their experience, but they Absolutely. just can't see it. And that's kind of where I guide them to is places that they haven't explored and have been comfortable exploring in their lives and I pick up energies, a feminine energy, masculine energy, and I express that as well. So, like in other words, you know, if a like a grandmom, your grandmom is passed, correct? Yeah, mine is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but both of them are. Yeah. Um, did you know Dad's mom? Uh, what's funny you should say that. Recently, I talked about her about three days ago with my mom, um, and we had a discussion about her and her mother because I just posted a a photo of my great grandmother, my father's side. And I hardly knew them at all. Did yeah. you live with her too? No, no, no. The, the grandmother, my father's side is just almost. Did you like live a, with your other grandmom then? I remember $5 coming every birthday, basically. I always, <laughs> the card, right? I still, by the way, I still remember their writing. I remember the both grandmothers writing. Exactly. You're I, not I, September, are you? No. Because they're saying same birthday. When's your birthday? November 15th. Oh, that's my wife's birthday. Oh, no way. Same yeah. birthday. Yeah. 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 But uh, That's I, was I was closer to my grandmother on my mother's side, semi live with, you know. That's what she showed me that you live with her or you, you would have been with her. Uh, you know, a lot. My mom was, a, you know, working, a single mom. And your mom and dad are here on earth, correct? Actually, both are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, yeah. 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 And um, there's also a. You have a lot of, I got a lot of, uh, listen, I got to tell you something too. I had a dream last night of a guy that came to me about you. So I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. Wow. Um, but um, it's so uh, funny to be on the other side. I'm scared. <laughs> are you? Are you? Well, I was now, too. I, now, I went and saw the psychic. I, I went and saw the psychic. Well, I know. I was the same way. I'm like, please don't <laughs> tell me I have cancer. Please don't tell me I'm dying. Oh, my God, it's so I scary. know. I said that I did the same thing. I met with, uh, this uh, psychic, did you ever hear Valerie Morrison? Yeah. 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 Sure. So I met, I love, I love her. Valerie and I are, we're, we're good friends and you know, she's, she's really interesting and cool and everything. So I, I went and saw her one day and she's like, Oh, you, you know, you have a lot of psychic ability. I'm going to tell you all about, you know, your future and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, sounds cool. And she said, I'm going to set aside three hours for you. 
And I said, okay, you know, I'm thinking three hours. What are we going to talk about three hours? So I went there. I was in there for like six hours with her. She's like, oh, you can read ors. And I was like, no, I really can't, Valerie. It's not my thing. She's like, no, no, no. Yes, you can. She showed me how to do that. And it was, it was really a cool experience. But um, same thing. I went there and I thought, oh, please don't tell me, you know. But she actually told me a lot of things that happened. And actually uh, with my um, wife's family at the time and her uncle Eddie had just passed. And she said, you have an uncle Eddie that's passed. I said, no, I don't. I know my family's names and I don't have an Ed in my family. And she's like, no, no, no. He just passed this week. And I went home and I was looking at the paper and I'm like, holy crap, you know, Linda's uh, uncle Eddie just passed this week. So what you're saying is true where you don't kind of, um, you, I think you anticipate who's coming through and yeah. it may be the neighbor or the lady is sitting next mm-hmm. to a desk her father or somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's well, uh, just seeing, so just so you know, I, I, I talk about, Oh my God, it scares me, but it really doesn't. I mean, I'm a, like really available. Yeah. No, I know you are to what's, to what's present are. and, you know, I'll kid around and stuff like that, but you know, there's nothing that I won't explore that I've had some really difficult times in my past. Yeah, and, I know. Yeah, you know, I know. And, and that's, and that's like way fine with me. As a matter of fact, I, encourage other people to do it because it, it gives other people the courage to, you know, explore those things that they haven't, right. when they push them down, they become drug addicts and alcoholics right. and suicidal. Right. And I so believe in, you know, the truth does set us free. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm wide open, bro. And, well, you're and listen, and, and, and with, oh, sorry, John, I didn't mean, mean to, I forgot you were here. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, a piece and, of furniture. <laughs> what's it just yeah you're just there john can i put my yeah, feet up I, I john is my ed mcmahon <laughs> now speaking right. of you you also were ah. on a show right yeah yeah if i, I get this the, right i was the ed mcmahon but, but well one thing we don't have in common is is i was the co-host of a show where uh, the guy the host was not um as proficient with the language as you are so. <laughs> <laughs> i was i was on he was, was talented in other aspects. I was, yes, the Magic Johnson, yes. very talented in yes. many ways, yes. but not as a talk show host. Yeah. Uh, well, and, it's funny because I, John, I, 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 mean, I was in history, though. I was on the worst show in the history of television. I remember <laughs> that show. You know, I listen, I, you know, since, since we connected oh God, to do the show, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, see your career and stuff like that, but I didn't want to find out too much stuff about you because, you know, if a reading came up, I wanted to do that, you know, as fresh you know? So the more I know about somebody, the harder it is for me to do a reading for them. Um, so, but it's funny because you and John, he's got an MBA connection as well. So his niece, his niece dated somebody MBA. So, oh. anyway, so. oh my God, am I, do I, do you want me to use my psychic ability and yeah, yeah, out yeah. Let's see. Uh, I, I see someone tall. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, his niece dated Kat uh, from uh, Minnesota. Who? Uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Car- yeah, Carl Anthony. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's okay. okay. So, nice anyway. gentleman. Really, really nice kid. Real smart. Just, t- just tell him, don't ever host a talk show. So back to you, Craig, because that's why okay. we're here. All right. So um, your beginnings in Philly. Yeah. And then you got really successful. So that's a, that's a cool story. I'm sure. Right. It's a, it's a very sordid tale. It's a very uh, textured, colorful tapestry of, <laughs> of absolutely wild ride. 
I still don't think I was ever famous. Some people say that, but uh, certainly I've got a ton, tons of credits that say that I might've been, but, right. uh, but I had just the coolest things happen. Like when I was a kid, I, I visualized Hollywood squares. I wrote letters to Paul Lynn to fix him up with my mother. <laughs> I, I thought that, you know, he would be my dad, my stepdad. Great. Right. I actually visualized us being the first father and son team on the Hollywood squares. Like yeah. I'd like Craig and Paul Lynn for the win, please. <laughs> now, and we were on, you were on Hollywood. We'd be in the right? little box. He goes, take it, son. That's a sports question. <laughs> you know, that's what I was imagining. And, and so you and were I ended though, up right? on 75 episodes of Hollywood squares. I was in the squares and Whoopi would let me visit the center square on the, and sit on her lap. Like I was with Paul. Oh, that's I, great. Commercial breaks and stuff like that. And that, that's, that's priceless. That's I've great. had all these crazy things happen. Watching the Andy Griffith show and Don Knotts being my idol. And I yeah. ended up looping him in the movie Pleasantville. Yeah. And half of the movie is my voice and his oh, daughter. And put, daughter I'm telling you, you are so Don funny. Knotts, you know? You are so funny. You are you are really laugh out loud funny. Thank you. And and I'm I'm you know now proud of that. I was embarrassed by it before. You know. Really, so, I what thought do you mean it was as- great. I, I I heard that in 1996. Uh, I was watching. I actually I remember that episode. And when I just recently played it, I'm like, holy shit, that's I, I remember this. And it was hilarious when you do that, Love Master. And you have those two personalities going on at the same yeah. time. I mean, timing was yeah, really, really funny, really funny stuff. Oh, I'll tell you, something happened yesterday. I have a new assistant, right? And young, no idea the Love Master is, no idea who I am. And um, I was doing a cameo, you know, these cameos where you shoot. Yeah. Right. And of course, it was a fan of Love Master. And I broke into it. She's the filmer. She's filming me. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> you I'm six feet social distance. That's just the tip, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she, her face, you should have, it was priceless. Right. And I, and then I broke character. I went, oh, my God, this is so wrong. But I was saying that on the cameo. She goes, right. oh, and then she turns the camera off. I go, no, that's part of it. <laughs> yeah. And, she's, yeah. and it was like, it was like semi creepy, but she was laughing at the same time. It was an uncomfortable laugh. It was all right there, but it was very yeah. funny. Oh, that's but awesome. I, I I love doing the Love Master. You know, he channels through me. He's the he's the Lothario yeah. guy to defeat my geekness growing up. I was mm-hmm. a tiny kid and beaten up, and girls would use the f word friend. I was always the <laughs> the and, friend. Uh, this was the you know this yeah. was the way to combat that and have them like me. How did you how did you get your beginning? How did you start? I started in Philly and different comedy clubs. There was uh, even Stephen Starr, the restaurateur at a place called mm-hmm. Stars. That mm-hmm. was pretty much where I got my, uh, when I was discovered, I was sent to Catch a Rising Star. I won a contest and, um, you know, just really kind of did everything I could at Temple University where I went. And I was, I would go up at fraternity parties. I perform anywhere, strip clubs. Yeah, but it, isn't that the, isn't that the yeah. thing though? It's like, you just have to have that drive. Yeah, I just got to keep moving forward. If anything I have, it's a resilience. You know, I came from a lot of difficult circumstances. I actually thought when I was a kid, I literally thought the word evict meant move. I thought they were the same (laughs) word. Yeah. Here's the eviction truck. And I keep a box packed to this day. You know what I mean? So there's that abandonment. And yeah, really just drove me and drove me and drove me. And, you know, I'll show them as part of it or, you know, I'll make them laugh so they don't hurt me. Right. You know, all that kind of stuff was present exactly. and kept me yeah. going. Now everything's switched. Now why I do it. That's right. what's odd. So now I'm better than ever, but now I'm too old for people to follow. 
But don't you think, and I, I do this myself with my own life, and you look back and you say how things fall into place and you this happened because this happened because this yeah. happened. And then yeah. 10 years from then, you're going to do this. And yeah. it's it's just the, you know, I always say if you live your life backwards, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the things that you go through, the struggles that everybody goes through, I think, um, you know, you it makes you who you are, which is always a yeah a good these, thing. Dis- these discoveries i've had a recent one where i had somebody did it you know i was talking about pat croce and he and i you know we do these uh it's more of like a consciousness mindfulness thing that we do and mm-hmm. with a group of people and and he called me out on something you know he called me out he goes hey man your ego he's talked about that i first at first i got I went back to ninth grade and not being accepted in the club. He actually right. said a couple other people said, I went, Oh yeah. I right. out. But then right. I true, I truly took that spiritus, that breath, that sacred pause to say, what, what, what's, what's this about? Right. And I got to tell you, this is a recent month old, the discovery of letting go of ego. Like I filed for divorce for my ego. Right. And now I'm married to, consciousness which was my weekend mistress right you know, when i when i needed the big g it was convenient ah, you know help me out here yeah but now yeah. it's reversed yeah, it's with a- this with this removal of ego oh, i love it i love i love being uh you know out of control you know surrendering and allowing right. for the light and allowing for so if i did again need all have all these things back then right I probably would have been driven in a different way. That's for sure. Motivated in a different way because I was motivated by all the outside stuff. And now it's only about, God, this is fun being humble, which is what I, it is, you know, when I teach comedy, I teach that by the way. Yeah. And and that's the thing too, Craig, where I think you and I are on similar paths because I sort of had that background as well. You know, the eighties, the nineties, you know, that, that life. And, um, and then things turned around and actually it was when I started doing this. And when you, when you, when you find that there's something bigger than this, this story, yeah. whatever this story is, it's, it's, it, there are those turning points. I always say in people's lives that are like moments where it's like now it's, it's like you, it's, it's really an awakening, you know, it's, it's like, you have it's sp- like several, absolutely several spiritual awakenings that happen um, I've had a number of them though, even recently, you know, at this time of my life, a major one with my mom, like that's ridiculous how great that is now. What do you years mean? of not, years of not speaking. Really. Oh, okay. And, and now it's the, and now it's the point where how in the world did that ever happen? And it's yeah. also at the point where it could never happen again. Right. In this, in the consciousness that I have now. Right. And then going all my life of, you know, the resentment and, difficulties and she's not doing it this way she could literally tell me you are the worst son ever and it would mean nothing to me it right, would not hurt me whatsoever yeah, yeah. and to have that and now just be who we are together now she's on my radio show funniest uh, that's great I got my humor <laughs> from her and i'm just having a blast with my life right now if only i could make a living through this covid because all the comedy shut down. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. How, and, and plus the fact, don't you think the comedy has really taken a turn in, it, it's, in, yeah. in, the, in the world we live? I mean, we, yeah. are, we are all around the same age, the three of us, yeah. Yeah. and have lived through those times where yeah. 
um, you know, things that it was, you know, I guess 10 years ago, 15 years ago when it was politically correct. So then that was the word. And then, it, you know, it's all those all those catchphrases yeah. that change things for the now better most times. Well, now but, there's can- cancel culture. But that's, they, that's so the it's, thing it's, I was going to ask it, you about. It's gone too far down the pendulum. It always oh, happens. Yeah. And it evens itself out. But here's the key. I don't want to give my keys away to comedy. <laughs> but again, again, epiphany wise, in the 1990s, I was on fire. I had a deal with NBC, you know, killer killed it on a comic relief, you know, right. whatever. Like, oh, it's really happening for me. But I said, everyone would say, how come you don't have a sitcom? Because remember, everybody had a sitcom then. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, Tim Allen, yeah. Alan DeGeneres, Drew Carey, they all had sitcoms. And I didn't have one. And yet, if I'm going to be that hot, how come I don't have one? And I'd right. say, I mean, one time I was talking to my agent. We were sitting outside of the agency on Beverly Hills. And I said, how come I don't have a sitcom? Someone literally walked by and said, Craig Shoemaker, how come you don't have a sitcom? In front of the agent. It was crazy. Right. And the manager said to me, it's because you don't have a point of view. So here's where I'm getting to. The secret was, and I argued, of course, just like I was about to with Croce when he had his little intervention. Right. Interventions that happen where people have the guts to say something. Right. As I argued at first, I said, What are you talking about? Jerry Seinfeld doesn't have a point of view. What's his point of view? They go, He's got a sitcom. You don't. Right. Okay. So that was the day that led to the comedy got great because it became about truth. If I say who I am and share my experience, no one can deny it. No one can be offended by it because right. it's my experience, it's mm-hmm. my story. Right. So in the story, I might say, use even a slur. Right. But it's part of the story. It's yeah. not, and you can see in the story where I'm coming from, because it's never from a place of denigration. It's never from a place of oppression. As a matter of fact, I just wrote a poem, the opposite. It's about being a white guy. I have no interest in being the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, that's no a interest. Truth, in though. You know, that's a, it's, well, a, it's yeah, just a the, different time. The conditioning of the white guy since the beginning of time, not good for any of us. So I wrote a poem about it, about the release of that as well. So uh, just to be free of all this stuff, all these beliefs that I had, that if I get that, it'll lead to that. And it doesn't. It never does. No, it doesn't. You're, yeah. you're absolutely. I yeah. totally agree with you. And, and I think that that's why um, not only are you talented and funny, but you're interesting because you have a, you're, you're multi-leveled in you see things in a different way. Yeah. That's my point of view. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I did get it. You know, I just don't have the cheekbones I used to have or the, yeah. <laughs> and I have a dad bod now and, and join and the club cro- and Crocs no in a minivan, Crocs yeah. in a minivan, man. I get the whole kit <laughs> and I shop at Costco by bulk for my clothes and eat free samples to save money. That's my life. <laughs> but you've had a, you've had a really cool, interesting life so far. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I actually could write a book if anyone was interested. Well, I'll tell you, the one thing is, and I'm sure you're vibing on this right now, but the three of us, genuine is in for me. Authentic is yeah. in for me. Yeah. And, and my energy is no more interested in the phony, the false, the facades. The, but that was the, something the, different the, a while the, ago, right? The posers. I was only interested in that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's where I was headed. I had to have the car. I had to have the... 
the hot yeah. model, the actress, and, and the fame. I, by the way, right? I I even married the actress. Right, I and married too. I'm, I yet. That's what I did. That's what you were supposed to do. Yeah, I lived a life that you other people image. told me. So yeah. I wanted to ask. Other people to ask told me that, that was the answer. I so, didn't say that that was the answer. Now listen, did you with my did you did you see that as a kid? Like, did you watch, you yeah. know, the Bradys and thought I could be a better Peter Brady? Well, first of all. One now, of which, crushes, uh, wait, wait, first, one of I want to ask you, which Brady would you want to be? Which Marsha. I wanted to be on Marsha, not be Marsha. <laughs> well, I used to, I I, you know what? I remember having dreams of Marsha as a kid. Yeah. Like her and I on a date, you know. Oh, we listen, we had neighbors called the Schmidt sisters and they looked like Marsha Brady. So I was lucky. I didn't I have to, I didn't have the, the Schmidt oh, sisters. I, I, I stalked I stalked that house on Mill Road. I drive by all the time. Hopefully <laughs> while see a Schmidt sister in her underwear that she's basically my Philadelphia version of Marsha Brady. Brady. And by the I way, Marsha Brady is literally my neighbor now in LA. How funny is that? I, um, okay. Yeah. But um um and you it's, don't play football around her, right? No, no, she got that thing with her nose. No, no, but I have, I have a football story now in my act about failure. I love talking about my failures much more than my successes. Yeah. But you know what? That's, that's part of life. You know, that's the journey. You know, it's a, it's a journey. I think. Thank you. Absolutely. And learn better from them. You know, I've been teaching actually lately. Uh, You know, I had to pivot during COVID because no standup is happening and one of the big things I teach is, you know, first of all, I, t- I take laughter, the, the acronym for me, I wrote it out as love, acceptance, understanding, gratitude, humility, truth, right. enlightenment, and then rejoice. Then you can rejoice once you get through all of that. But that's the program I take people through. But this, this, this humility thing is just, again, it's so much fun to admit. And it levels the playing field. It more than levels the playing field. It makes you more inviting to people than yeah. tell, bragging. You mentioned Emmys. You know, people always tell me, yeah, you should talk about your Emmys and put in your bio and stuff like that. I have a trophy. Here. Oh, here it is. Here's my most proud trophy. What is I it? Won, I won the horse's ass trophy <laughs> at, my too. Ex, at my ex-wife's um, family reunion. The Clark family reunion. The, I won the horse's ass. I could care less about the Emmys. This I earned. Now, where do you keep your Emmys? <laughs> this where I you, am so proud. Now, where do you keep your Emmys? There's a couple right back there. Oh uh, wait, I okay, I see one. Okay. Well, well, there's a yeah, and there's my book. But anyway, by the way, the only reason they're back there is I was told by a branding person, you know, put shit in the background gotcha. so that people could see it. But this is I was curious. This, where you keep this, an I, this I want you to see. I like that. Now speaking I, of, do you? You uh, do you coach? Yes. You coach as it's, well. It's it's in my act. Oh, I coach. Well, I coach baseball? little league, little yeah. league, and football, basketball. I've coached all the sports. Did you play I, baseball? I also coach. Uh, I also coach people in public speaking. No, I know you do, and you yeah. have an, you. Now I want to talk. I we're running out of time. I I got a whole bunch of things I want to talk to you about, but um, your organization, uh, yeah. Laughter Heals, right? Yes. It all started um, one of my best I, friends. Well, I awesome. kept I, I kept hearing about. So hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about Mike? Yeah, because he's the one that came to me in a dream, and he just said to me, "Talk about laughter heals." Oh, so was that about him? Yeah, yeah. Gold. So you were actually there with him when he passed, correct? Just about. Uh, not he. He directly. told me earlier today that he came back to talk to you. Oh, I love gold. Like at that moment. And he had truly, cancer? 
Yeah, brain cancer. Yeah. Did that spread as well? Well, he um, he was diagnosed. First of all, laughter. He he directed the Love Master movie. And, oh, did he? And his wife was ovulating. I said, go do the Love Master. And sure enough, she got pregnant and baby Kayla was born. And then he got uh, brain cancer a year and a half after. She was a year and a half old, his little daughter. Gotcha. And I went, that was my moment, another epiphany. I said, laughter's best medicine. Let's explore this. It's deep dive in this. Mm-hmm. I started these Laugh for Life programs and cancer facilities. He showed up for every one of them, took all my prescriptions. I still do it. You know, I'm a facilitator and I developed all of these programs. He lived yeah, you're helping years. out a lot of people. He lived 15 years past that prognosis. Yeah, isn't that amazing? From adding laughter and joy to his life. He made sure he came to comedy clubs, watched funny movies. And this is a guy suffered for 15 years. Yeah. We said goodbye to him so many times. He had seizures. And uh, it was just so sad. But he had a team behind him, about five or six of us, real true East Coasty. We're with you all the way, bro. Mm -hmm. But I did have something happen. Can I be a little dirty on here? Sure. You can do anything you want. So um, I, I'm so trained in radio that I, I don't say yeah. anything, but um, he was in a coma and I visited him in an old folks home and that's a few, couple years ago. And I said, Gold, I don't even know. I don't even know if you know I'm here. I said, what else can I do for you? I think he and actually we, we, told we, me about this in this he dream. Did? Yes. Oh, really? So I know where you're going with this. We filmed it. Really? But yeah, he came back at that moment, right? Like he was came he, out of a he came out of yes, a coma because that's what he showed he, me and he laughed. He laughed because I said to him, "That's exactly I right." I, I said to him, "Do you want and me to you jerk were talking you off?" About your hand. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, my hand." I said, "I'll jerk you off. I'll give you a handy." He told me in a dream last night, and, and uh, he came out of a coma. He laughed and he passed away a couple days later. Wow! And uh, I was and so I, happy I made him laugh at the end. Now, I did he so ever? I'm going to ask you this: Did he yeah. ever come out of the coma after that? Like, in other words, did he ever wake up again? With other people, not me. Okay. Yeah, because not he, me. He also and told me he passed prior to his actual He passing. did, yeah. Yeah, he did a few times. So he yeah. left his body. And you're, yeah, you're good at that. Yeah, he did a few times. You, you, yeah. you know yeah. when people are going to go. You know That's, when people. That, yes, and you exactly right. And you people are going to be born. And you have four, yeah. right? Four children? I do, yeah. There's yeah, actually yeah. five or six. That wouldn't surprise me. Does that make sense? No, it wouldn't surprise me. There's at least one baby passed. Oh, um, yeah, I think yeah. I'm Not pretty to get sure. personal, but no, you get personal all you want. I'm no, just no, no. that's that's also what I'm getting with you too. But you but, were married yeah. three times, Craig. Uh, total of three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm married now. Yeah, I, mean. I know. I know. So you you were married three times, but or are, I'm sorry, still still married to one. Yes, and the others are a total of what one was a one was a start really one good... was a starter marriage. <laughs> now that was with that was um, yes. Nancy, right? Yes, yes. So That's, that I was a, like that was like a. You know. I have a Nancy Allen connection too. Do you? I do. I was I was in the movie Blowout. Oh, me too. That's I know I we, we probably we probably stood next to each other. What scene? What scene were you in? I was in the the coldest scene ever. Uh, it was really cold. I was standing at the river and I got shoved by John Travolta. Ah, trying to save Nancy Allen's life. Oh, I, that well, yeah. I, I didn't. Have, I, I probably not as big a role as you I was, did. I was all indoors, bro. So I had yeah. made. You, you had you had the good in the, the train station. Case. I was in the, I was in the train. Station. I think I was actually at the train station too at some point. 
Yeah, that's you made how a you couple her, though? That's how you, that is how you met her? I, I did, but we were fixed up on a blind date. She had no memory of meeting me because she was married to Brian De Palma at the time. Then, oh, okay. And we were, then, then we, were, we were set up on a blind date by a All lines are busy. Please hold. All right, so we're so, back with Craig. Yeah, we're back and uh, because you're a cheap bastard and you don't have the Zoom Unlimited account. I don't. I looked at all of a sudden it just ended our we were in the middle of some great stuff. I know. And then bam, because you can't afford uh, $3 a month. I wish I could. That's that's <laughs> why I'm trying to get you on the show. The booster. Listen, I just I talk about making money. Uh, I think I just made like $5 on this podcast total so far. There you go. This. Well, there's I don't know who month. makes money on these things, but now you have a month. So yeah. So month. now I can do one month. So, so, uh, so we're back with Craig Shoemaker. Um, I'm glad he's still here. So we were talking about all our connections that we had. Yeah. And um, so I want to go back to your laughter heels and all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Goldberg, Michael Goldberg, Golds, he's from Northeast Philly, living in LA. And like I said, um, Love Master had something to do with the birth of his child. I've actually uh, been responsible for a number of children being born. Every guy goes home and tries to do the Love Master. People loosen up, get in flow. Yeah. And these pregnancies happen all the time. And it's pretty cool. So I form Laughter Heels and I teach it now about the really getting a deep dive into the healing powers of laughter. We just dismiss it. And even comedians are dismissed, like we're clowns or court jesters. Right. It's amazing to me, the lack of respect of, you know, we create, we write, we, we, we dance. And that's not easy. That's we, not we, easy. We do it all. You know? you know, it's not like, I mean, you've done it all, Craig. So, you know, when you're standing in front of us, uh, yeah. in front of an audience and you're it, I mean, you're, you're the guy. So yeah. Either, either so, it works or it doesn't. Right. Yeah. And it's not like public speaking. It's not like singing where you could just be in a background at a holiday <laughs> inn. Right. You know what I mean, no, right. you have to have reaction or you cannot do comedy. Yeah, you have to entertain, which is what's really difficult these days on Zoom. You got to have good reaction to get into that flow. And that's what I teach also is being in flow. I have a thing called GEF, genuine energy flow. And when you're in that flow, you know this even from being right. in the medium world. When you're in the flow, then without the kinks, without the fears, without the doubts, all that stuff is out, it's out of the way. Right. Yeah. We're it's in, like everything's possible. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it and when you and when you get into that zone, whether it's, um, you know, comedy, acting, mm -hmm. what I do, what really what anybody does, I mm -hmm. think any kind of career that you have, when mm -hmm. you get in that zone, you know, you're there. You do. And it's a and it's a great feeling. It's a great yeah. feeling. It's, not, it, it's like Michael Jordan one time. It, he was like shooting. He was shooting the basketball in this playoff game. And he, he, he made so many threes. He just shrugged his shoulders like, hey, yeah. man, you know, I'm just yeah. in it. I'm just yeah. in it. This is cool. You know, in the zone, they call it. So now you're, you're you know, you've been at the top of your game for, for a while. I mean, mm -hmm. you've had much success um, yeah. in really all fields. Where do you, where do you go from here? I'm really loving producing. I have a show out on Amazon Prime right now called Wolfpack. It's P-A-C. You can put it in quotes and search on right. Amazon. We have four episodes of that. It's a business show, all shot in Philadelphia. Typical oh, that's great. For me. Typical for me. I did it with my friend from third grade, you oh, know, in awesome. Philly. And I called in, you know, my ex-girlfriend from Philly, my first right. love and crush. And 
my old friend Cindy Drew from WMMR. I've known uh -huh. 25, 30 years. And I just called everybody in, everyone, and the show turned out so great. Did it with the Philadelphia Eagles, my favorite team. I'm in business yeah. with them. So I lived the dream. I flew into Philadelphia from LA, and there they were. I mean, it's just so, I was never so proud of the city as being able to be away for 30 years, you know, off and on coming back and all, still vacation back there. But still, here, everyone was there showing right. up it's a community there's no place like philadelphia no that's really. i was just gonna say that's that's a town that's not like others yeah if you watch wolfpack by the way you'll see uh also the wolfpack.com for uh you know we have a podcast too but you really will see that philadelphia's a character we shot all over oh, absolutely at the link yeah. you know we shot on the 50 yard line and we shot in restaurants my old pizza place pizza city in winmore pa yeah you know we went at mushaloo we just went all over Philly, the character there. There's nothing like it. And now there isn't. And, and to me, that lights me up. You're asking me what I do. If I could do things like that, I love producing and putting things together with contacts, connections. I that's, I dig it. I just yeah. dig and I, bring I, I energies gonna, together. And yeah. for me, psychically, I think that that's going to be um, a, uh, a real success for you. Oh, and, great. And that's what I've been getting the last couple of days to tell you. Awesome. I wanted to tell you that because I feel and and actually you coming back to Philly is going to be significant, too. Yeah. And do you have any any like TV shows lined up or anything mm -hmm. like that? Because I'm getting it there. I don't know if there's three of them, but there's yeah. one that's going to be really successful. Good. I've got uh, another, and is there a reality show, too. Yep. I got well, Wolfpack. Is, a, I also okay. have a comedy kitchen with Tony Luke. From Philadelphia, we co-host where he teaches famous um, comedians how to do a dish for the judges, and I teach famous chefs how to do comedy for the judges, a role reversal challenge, and it turned out great. We have four episodes of that, and we're going to make more. So there's a number of shows. I, I love developing shows because I do it with people. The one thing I didn't like about stand-up is you're solo. Everything is solo. The right. way you write, the way you create, the way you travel, it's so uh it's a lonely business you know even though yeah. you're in front of all these people it's a lonely business you know it it is and i don't you think it's sort of uh like the circus of today you were saying about a court jester isn't it isn't it that kind of atmosphere though yeah but it's great in a way though don't you think it is and it isn't i don't like the lack of respect i don't like the people with the cancel culture that's going on around so sensitive comedians and yeah how, did, how does that work know, now and they're virtue signaling they want to sound like you know right. it's like shut up if you're offended by something move on to the next <laughs> joke there's another joke i have thousands, thousands oh, well, that's what of i was gonna that's what uh, i was gonna ask you. How, move do you on. how do you move do on. that now i mean is it isn't hear, like what i hear from you but yeah. isn't it every Everything that somebody says, I mean, really everything somebody says yeah. can be, and be interpreted like oh, yeah. I'm offended by that. You know? it, it, yeah. I'm offended. And they're especially offended if you go after their, you know, they always say don't talk about religion or politics. Do you know right. why? You know why? So the politicians <laughs> and the religious leaders can lie and hide yeah. their corruption. Yeah. That's they, they don't want the, we are curtain pullers and people don't want to see that. That's, no, that's why there's a, that's why they have an FCC that shuts us down. That's the and government. That's, and that's that thing where our language, say, you know, you're shutting us down for language. <laughs> right. And you could say something with a smile and get away with it uh, instead of, you know, just saying it to somebody. And I think you get away with it. If you have, if you have money behind you and power, you can get oh, away yeah. with anything. Yeah. That's, that's why they have, that's why the commercials for uh, boner pills and vaginal warts. <laughs> if I even said that in my act or right. on television, I'd be thrown off TV. Yeah, absolutely. 
we are the last uh, on the rung somehow, even though the most creative obviously are comedians because we do everything with no makeup, no props, right. no CGI. No, it's just you. It's just, it's just us and a microphone and it's bare and people are frightened. Like I said before, with even psychic work, people are afraid of the truth. Yeah. They're afraid of the truth. And that's yeah, what absolutely truth tellers. Yeah. So you boil it down. That's what we're doing. So I want to go back to the similarities between you and I. So we, I think we both went to Temple, both from Philly, both spent some summers down the shore, that whole lifestyle, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, but you, now I always say I'm not a jealous man. Okay. There are two guys that I can think of offhand that I am jealous of on the planet. The first guy is, his name's Kevin Richardson. He's called the Lion Whisperer and he works with lions in Africa. I think oh. he's got the coolest life ever, right? It's not Kevin Richardson, the voiceover. Right? No, 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 not not him. Okay. Uh, he's actually, he's called the Lion Whisperer. And he okay. saves lions and does cool That's stuff really cool. like that. Yeah. And then you are the other guy on the planet that I'm jealous of. Oh, stop it. <laughs> now I got to tell you why, though. I could, I could go it's down the line. It's not your good looks and... and your charm and your personality, okay. Craig. All right, all right. It's I because hear you actually met Farrah Fawcett. Oh, well. I am more than that. I know you did. I'm, I was just being this, nice. And this will make this will make you even more jealous. I'm already jealous. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I want. No, to this. this might bring All it up. Right, tell a me. Bit. Tell so me. She does. She does my movie, The Love Master, directed by Michael Goldberg. Right. She, the guy we're talking about, right? Rehearsing in the car. Yes. And uh, she and, says, and, "Isn't that ahead. funny?" By the way, they both died of cancer. But anyway. She, we're in the car and she's practically, I'm practically calling her Miss Fawcett. Oh, thanks for doing my movie. You know, she did it for like a hundred bucks. Right. And it's just the two of us. And she goes, Oh, shut up. I'm here because I just want to know if that love master's real. And she reaches <laughs> over. I mean, there was no horn in my crotch. I'm not carrot. Top. Right. She grabbed my junk. Farrah really? Fawcett. Oh, that's now, awesome. Unfortunately, here's where you won't be jealous. I was so nervous. <laughs> I had any, I had any, I had nothing going on. It was like it was like I went into cold water or something. Uh, I mean, funny. it was Farrah Fawcett. I had my poster on my wall when I was a kid. And I still here have she mine. Was I still have grabbing, mine. Grabbing my junk, man. So all right, um, now I'm now I'm even more jealous. Yeah, but then but then when I was ready, she wanted nothing to do with me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, but he, when I met her though, she was be... very, very. I understand how she made it. It's going to sound. It's not to sound mean, but people in Hollywood get ahead in different ways. Right. And they really do work it. And she right. worked her femininity. So I was like the kind of the big cheese then on my way up. And she right. wasn't. Yeah. She flirted her ass off. She wore leather pants from a 12 year old who lived in the mansion we were filming. She right. wore the 12 year old's pants. And I have a picture of her on my lap, you know, flirting with me. Yeah. Grabbing my junk. I mean, I, so it goes to show you, it doesn't matter how big they are. There's so many of these actresses and actors are so insecure and they think that again, yeah. I talked about this earlier. It's about, it's about living other people's dreams and that's a dream. There's their poster, right? And there they are on television. You're watching one Charlie's angels and, yeah. and just yeah. longing to be with them. And you find out when I meet all these stars, so immature, immature. So it's like having a very difficult time with their own abandonment and their own issues yeah. that they're trying to work out. And yeah. they too think if they have fame, it will heal their it'll, wounds. It'll fix them. Never now, will. Now that, that comes from, that comes from your journey. I always say, yes. you know, it's like, yeah, that's, that's Absolutely. that part. And, uh, and I think that that's key with what you're doing now. 
which I really admire and respect trying to help people. And, and I, you know, I can't say enough nice things about you for just popping in and doing this show. But listen, it's been a pleasure hanging with thank you. Thank you, bro. I, I, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for joining us. And uh, please come back another time, will you? Yeah, technically it was two Zoom calls. So I make know. sure you let people know. Don't edit that two. out. People, I, will, people. I will not. I didn't pay for a Zoom account. Um, All right, bro. I'll all talk right, to you later. Listen, Have a good great one. talking with you, buddy. You Thank too. you. See you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our show today. And thanks again to Craig Shoemaker. It was great talking with him. And if you'd like to find out more about his organization, Laughter Heals, you can check out his website, laughterheals.org. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, or if you'd like to be on the show and ask it yourself, just shoot us an email. You might even get a reading. You can get all our contact information on my website, johngerner.com. Thanks everyone for tuning in. I know there are a lot of options, so we always appreciate you listening to our show. If you like the show, please share your experience on social media. Craig, if you come back, I promise I will upgrade my Zoom connection. You're always welcome, buddy. Thanks again for listening, and remember to make today the best day of your life. Desiree